Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hi, I'm John Oliver, member number one. You're listening to Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. I'm Chris... And today in the studio, we have Lance and Phil. And I must be Gordon. Well, you certainly are. Oh, good. I was getting a bit worried there. There's another name in the studio that we're all speaking into. Oh, what? Mike. 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 Yes. Yeah, we got Mike here with us as well. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't do it without him. No, we couldn't. No, you're right. <laughs> Lance is uh, sitting in with us because he has done his Taste of Radio course and he's going to interrupt us by putting his hand up when he wants to speak. Not like some of those things on TV and the sports shows where everybody talks over each other. Have you seen those things? I listen to that on the radio and it really gets me going. Oh. I get I, that especially on some of the political programs and they just they, they talk over the top of one another and you can't hear what they're saying. It's just such bad radio. It's just unbelievable. We never do that. In this show, we are we talking items of history, of gay history, of world history, of events that are uh, happening to us as we live and breathe. Because there's a saying, if you don't remember your history, you don't know where you've been and you don't know where you're going. And you're doomed to repeat it. And you're doomed to repeat it. And repeat if, your history or repeat your mistakes? All of them. All if, of if the history above. is the male <laughs> perspective of what's happened, does that make mystery the female perspective? Probably. Yeah. Oh, his, his story. That's a deep little thunk. Yes. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> his story or her story. In today's show, we'll be talking about our own constitution and recognition of all our inhabitants here in Australia. As the opportunity of becoming a republic gets maybe a little bit closer, we'll be talking about international political figures and some of the inequality and the hate speech that seems to be coming out at the moment, both in a personal level and at a national level, which is not a very nice set of circumstances to be a witness to when you can't actually tell any of the people involved to pipe down or or have a tropical care or just be a little bit more considerate. We'll also be talking about the injustice that was done, we believe, to some of our native peoples, with the letting off of atom bombs here in Australia some years ago, long time ago, on this, on the anniversary of when the first atom bomb was dropped in 1945. And we'll finish off with some fairy stories, courtesy of Han Christian Andersen. And some of those fairy stories are not all nice. There's no happy endings there. We've had the politicians last weekend talking again about becoming a republic 
And we have the opportunity to revive all the old stories that were traded, trotted out about 20 years ago. But perhaps we've got a better opportunity now to see what has gone wrong with our own op- our own constitution and because it's going to be replaced. But the, the best part about this one is that we get, that what um, Mr Shorten has said he would do if they get elected is to have a single vote. Are you interested in having a being a republic or not you just answer mm. yes or no then if there's a yes they will go ahead and do something about writing the question about how you want the parliament to be run or the government to be run but you see when the last referendum was had mr howard was no was an, a monarchist and he didn't want the thing to be passed so he wrote the question in such a way that it confused the people left right and center and they voted no because they didn't know what they were voting for, so they voted no. And how the government at the moment can sit up there and say, oh, it didn't get passed the last time, of course it didn't, because the wording was meant to not pass. Why can that happen? Why don't we have rules that state how the question should be worded? Or if you're going to have a referendum, at least make it fair. Can I bring up one point? Half the people, some of the people in Parliament don't know which country they belong to at the moment, so how well, are they, they going to write a constitution? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, well, now's probably not a good time to, to do stuff. Uh, to, to write the questions properly, uh, who, who's in control of that? Who, who would do that? Well, you'd need a third party. Usually the Prime you, Minister's the one that does it and says what he wants done, you know, which is, the, which is you can write, the, that's the, what, what happened. Well, can you imagine what Mr Turnbull would have as a question for his equal rights plebiscite? Mm. Uh, yeah. Do you want those evil gay people? Would be a nice opening. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got well, I, I, I think that's why the existing constitution or rules of government and operation are totally out of date. And not only that, they were framed in ways that referred to the position of England as being our superiors and we've now got to actually disconnect all those things in our constitution and rewrite a new document which says, you know, we're in this one tub together and it's only us fellows. We've got oars on every side of this round boat. We can't go round in circles. We've got to get organised. So how do you do that? Do you organise a commission to come up with a document. You wouldn't do this in a few years, What you'd surely. have to do would be have the learned jurists of the country, probably people from the High Court or people that understood understand the law as it is and how it should be interpreted. And that would be they would be the sort of people that you would need to sit down together with people that have got some input that they could give it. Mm. I don't know how you'd do it, but that's the only, re- only way you would be able to do it was people with brains like that. See, the current constitution needs to be updated oh. in lots of ways, giving recognition to uh, not only the original inhabitants of the land... Well, but they should be in there anyhow. Well, they know. should be, but, you know, are we going to have a referendum or a plebiscite to get those guys in before well, we go to a republic? Are we going to have that sort of constitution where that's the ultimate legal document and you can challenge the constitution, you go to the Supreme Court and they well, that's they the discuss well, that's what, what you're doing compared to the constitution? But that's what a constitution is. It's the, it should be the rules by which the government, the country is governed. 
when you get that the thing that's going on at the moment with the people with dual citizenships and everything, that comes through from the British Parliament of about 1880 or something or other, where they were having a bit of a confrontation about people that were sitting in Parliament that shouldn't have been sitting there. So well, they, see, they've got all those foreigners just over the water. That's right. <laughs> yes. So, but so then they put that to the um, when they've sent out the whole thing before we became a, a Commonwealth about that that's what we should have in ours. But you've got to remember that in those days, there was virtually only English people living here. Mm. But they were, we, we were all from Britain, and that was it. But then what's, what's changed in 200 years? Look at what we, the, yeah. the, the population that we have now from all around the world, you know. It just seems ridiculous that they've got, they can't do something about it. I don't know. So I don't think we can uh, just do uh, a Brexit and say, oh, we'll just change words in the existing documents. We've got to create a new document. And put a lot of thought into it. Exactamondo. Yes. It's going to take a lot of work to do something like that, but you will always get the conservative side that, oh, no, we can't change anything because we've, it's been like this for 180 years or 200 years. We don't need to change it. Oh, get a life. Why is it some, a lot of, we're in a multicultural country, but there are still a lot of people from overseas, other countries in Europe and that, that uh, still want a, a monarchy. Why is that? Well, the, the monarchy is, well, it's a symbol of stability in, in lots of ways, a, a constitutional monarch. It's a thing that is very, very stabilising. And they are non-political. That's the position they usually adopt, is non-political. So therefore, they're the neutral umpire and they're the ultimate person in the tree of of management of the country. Mm. Well, as a gay community now with a voice and recognition and lots of support from the general community, I think we need to be written into it to ensure our equality from this point onwards. I don't think we need to be written into it. I just think we just need the law changed to, to, to make everything equal as it is. And then we would be equal. We don't have to be written. But otherwise, I don't want to be made something extra special in the Constitution. No, I just think we, we, are just, we are just normal people, for God's sake. Well, yes. See, that's where the law should govern all the citizens. That's right, yes. We should be governed by the whole Constitution as it is. What so the, the fact are. that it doesn't do that means something has to be corrected and that's the job of Parliament. Well, John Howard did it in about 10 minutes. Now we've got to have a plebiscite and all this carry-on that they're going on with. No, that's just how you stall for time. Yes, I guess it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's working. <laughs> <laughs> we've got the Hughes Corporation. They're going to be singing about rocking the boat. Well, But they used to make aircraft. They used to make aircraft. Wrong Hughes. <laughs> oh, different. I, I don't believe Hughes. <laughs> I, a hue all of a Hughes. different colour. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, dear. That's all. Let's okay, not get into we, that discussion. Enough, enough of these puns. Let's get on with it. Play the Hughes Corporation. Here on Joy 94.9. Been there, done that with Gordon, Phil, Chris and Lance. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station Joy 94.9. You're with Gordon, Phil, Chris and Lance. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. We also have podcasts. 
when you can subscribe to them. Now, I was a bit freaked out when I first heard this expression, subscribe. What does that mean? When, when you say subscribe, that always means money to me. Yeah. It means it money, but it doesn't really mean it in this situation. It is still free podcasts. Can well, you use, we you can get use. a notification of a, the recent podcast. Mm. That's all it is. And oh, it's through it iTunes. Oh, oh right. right. If you want to just have a look for yourself, go to our webpage. All oh, right. Click on the programs grid. Yeah. Pick out the show you want to listen to, and they'll have their most recent podcasts. Ah. And a lot of the f- previous ones as well. Yeah, because we're worth hearing more than once. Yep. Not only us, but other shows as well. Fella. There are other shows on Joy. The things you learn. <laughs> oh, I would never would have thunk that. <laughs> well, there's some people rocking the boat, not like the Hughes Corporation, but there's the Donald in the US of A who's rocking the what boat. What has his haircut done now? Oh, oh that shocked was, another nation. There was a lovely the cartoon, uh, cartoon in, the paper. in the paper a couple of days ago of someone actually using his golden hair as a diving board. That was walking the plank. Well, walking, walking the, the plank, plank yes, and he was flicking the, the, the bloke off the plank into, in, into the drink. Yeah, oh, that's clever. right. Yes. Very clever. <laughs> well, he does seem to have a rather high turnover of staff. But yes, he wonder does. why that is. The trans community in the armed forces, he says, no more. And they've been there for a while, and nothing's been happening. And, and the gay troops as yeah. well. Well, the gays are, are pretty right now, but even some of the generals are coming out, or the colonels or whatever they are, they are saying that the transgender people don't make any difference to the army. Well, you of know? course, someone just raised the point that, Donald, you can't do it by tweet. You've got to go through the processes, hmm. and I don't think the man actually understands the steps. You've got to realise that all he was was a television presenter and a hotelier. I don't understand what he's saying about uh, the medical costs would be too great. What medical costs would transgender people have that other people don't? Lance, some people join the army and they transition while they're in the army. I see. And the army actually pays for the transitioning and this is where it is. I don't think it's costing them hundreds of millions of dollars a year. I, because nah. I heard a quote that the army actually pay, pays more for Viagra than they yeah, do that's for right. transgender. Yes, I heard that quote too. They pay more and for Viagra. And that raises more questions. And how many transgender people would be in the military anyway? There are quite a few. There yeah. are quite a few. But we have. I don't think we have anything like that in the Australian army. What about Kate McGregor? Like a wonderful, wonderful woman. Yeah. Who, who transitioned while she was in the army. I love watching Kate on the television. She's always got a, a good way of looking at things. She looks at the way think that things should be looked at as far as I'm concerned. We don't seem to have any problem. Um, well, the Australian Armed Forces back in 72 started to become modern mm. uh, with their acceptance of uh, gay people within the forces. Mm. And... When you actually look at the behaviour that was freaking a lot of the old soldiers out, that hasn't been a problem for the army since that. No. Whereas the straight soldiers have been getting up to the mischiefs and yes. things like this in the training colleges. That's right. So uh, I think in some respects their fears haven't materialised. Of course they can't. We look. should ban straight people from the military. <laughs> I could be the president. You could I be, can just come out and say silly things. You could, yeah, but you, you know, had a tweet? No, I don't tweet. I'm, I'm not a twit. No, no. But, it, but it, I, I just think that the, that the Donald has just done so much damage to our community where he's supposed to be for it yeah. by, by saying this. You know, it's stupid, absolutely well, he, stupid. He got his votes. 
Well, he's got he's in there, and and uh, but it's interesting. I was watching a program where the, the people that voted for him now are sort of starting to turn off him. Isn't North Korea interesting that they are thumbing their nose at the U.S. Mm. with their tests of their rockets, and they seem to be doing pretty well in what they're doing, but I would believe that they're getting a bit of knowledge from China and maybe the Russians and the Russia. under they're the desk. The, well, they're the only two countries that are sort of really um, not putting them down like the rest of the world. No. Those two countries are still but staying there. But you were saying that there was some recent... There was a recent firing in America <clears throat> of a rocket yes. that was capable of carrying a, 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 a nuclear weapon, and they set it up from sort of down say in California way somewhere and they sent it out towards the Pacific Ocean then they sent another uh, rocket blaster off from Alaska yeah and it just exploded it in midair intercepted in, and in, intercepted that that, wow. that actually bumped it out of the out out of the atmosphere it I heard that on the radio and um, I thought oh that's a, that's at least something works <laughs> in a in a is a bit of a help in case the Koreans do decide to sort of do something stupid you know, well, the Hawaiians the f- are now rehearsing what to do when the bomb's on its way. Oh, right. Their phone book is a really good read because it tells you what to do in a tsunami and an earthquake oh, right. before you even get your first phone number. But, but, yeah. but if they set anything off, I think that they would have something <coughs> Excuse me, that would come down from Alaska and blast it out of the sky before it even got there. Well, if, if any but, of us are going to be on the receiving end, the, you know, the basic instruction is bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. Oh, do you? But it's nice to know that we've got... A, a nice, sensible, sane leader in North Korea and the equivalent in Washington, D.C. Mm. Well, Two I, crazy I, haircuts running the world. That's about to say the haircuts match one another. Yes. We've got two very unstable people and one's pulling the other one's hair. Yeah. Somebody's going to react. Mm. But the funny part about it is the Korean War is still going because it was only ever a ceasefire. It's never been, it's never been a, a what's-name signed off for that. Yeah, well, on well, paper. In the 27th of July, 1953, I know that's last century in and 64 years ago, but that particular war never ended, as you were alluding to. They they signed a truce where, okay, we won't fight each other, but they never reunified. That's why there is North Korea and South Korea. Mm. South mm. Korea is where Hyundai and Kia cars come from. That's right, yeah. But here, the South, South Korea is such a... A booming place when you compare it to across the border where the people are going hungry and starving and all the rest of it. There was a satellite shot recently shown on TV looking down on that part of the world at night time and you could see South South Korea all blazing alight roads and buildings lit up. Then there was this black strip and then there was China all again alight with with lights at night. But North Korea... No. Well, they've got no money to pay the power bills. But it stops salesmen dropping in because the, the light's not on. There's nobody home. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there's nobody home in the top. <laughs> there's nobody top, home up there. No, the top paddock of that country, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, you're with Chris Gordon, Phil and Lance. Been there, done that. Let's hear from Vanessa Amorosi because she's having a birthday round about this time, the 8th of August, 1981. 36. We don't discuss Women's ages. Oh, woman. sorry. All right, then. <laughs> She's going to shine for us. That makes up for all the other things that are not shining. You're on joy.
listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station Joy 94.9. You're with Chris Gordon, Phil and Lance. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. How can people contact us, Phil? They can send us an email. And the address at which you would use to contact us is, in fact, been there at joy.org.au. It's a very important week this week, too, as we're coming up to it. Well, as we alerted you to, or made Mm. mention of, uh, the first atomic bomb was dropped in Japan on the 6th of August 1945, and subsequent to that, here in Australia, we actually detonated some atomic bombs as well, as part of the British testing Mm -hmm. on Australian Mm -hmm. soil. I Mm -hmm. just realised, yeah, gee, Mm. well, I mean, they don't have a big enough paddock of their own to use. I know the Queen owns a lot of land they could have used. Yeah, but where did the French test their... Out in the middle of the Pacific. Out in the middle of the Pacific, yeah, and bombed a ship in the New Zealand harbour. Oh, bombed the ship. I Mm. thought you were talking about up Ship Creek. Yeah, no, they bombed the ship in in the Rainbow Warrior. Yep. But that's Uh, off topic. We're talking about nuclear destruction. We're talking about nuclear destruction now, are we? Right. Yeah, Uh, but one thing I will say about dropping that bomb in, on Hiroshima it finished the World War well the, it needed a second one needed on a second Nagasaki one just to make sure that they were going to stop yes, a few yeah. days later yeah yeah it saved a lot of lives That's it where killed thousands hundreds of thousands of people but it still stopped but then the then from then on everybody was letting off bombs all over the bloody place you know well the only option they had apart from the atomic bomb was to actually invade Japan yes that's right and yeah. that would have killed many more people probably mm. and Really, yeah. the the technology was there. It would have been a really hard core call. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, the destruction was massive, and the Japanese didn't think they could do it again. Because we no. were we were involved in that as well. Because yeah. the Enola Gay was the plane that <laughs> carried the bomb. No, seventy thousand Japanese were actually killed immediately with the first mm. bomb, and around about the same for the one that was dropped on Nagasaki. Yeah, on the sixth of June, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah. I was in Tokyo. Yeah. I was there for the big expo, but I saw on my little TV set in my little Japanese hotel room, which was very, very little, the uh, the news that night. They had pictures of the bomb, or a bomb, mm. exploding. Yeah. And the, the 40 years there, and that was just a very odd feeling to be mm. in Japan on that day. Mm. What, the 6th of August in when? 85, 85. for me. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about the the gross number of people that were killed by the bomb, um, there was two parts to the, the dying process, and I'm sad to, to talk to it like that, but there was the um, the effects of the blast that immediately fried so many people, so many thousands of people, but then there was the radiation which lingered, and that created another lingering death process. So atomic bombs are not nice. No, no. They're not, and the Americans sent in teams of, well, essentially researchers, but medical staff, to take measurements on the the affected people, Mm. which is... Yeah, but I know it's a perfect but point see, of research, but, but it's see, so cruel. They, they still don't know how many of our own Indigenous people were actually uh, made sick by radiation from the bombs that were let off at Woomera. Well, you know, they still right. don't know how many people were actually there because the Indigenous people just were they told were to get out, nomadic. but some of them didn't. You know, they were nomadic, mm. and they 
probably got missed out on any of the communications that mm. were being told. You know, there was no, you, you can't have a siren in, in the middle of Australia that would actually get to every corner of, of the listening no, no, population. Not at all. So there were a lot of people, and the bombs were let off in the middle of Australia, as you mm. say, and there was lots of clean-up involved with that as well because the bombs were dirty bombs. And they had people, didn't they... Wasn't there any some sort of experimentation with the effects on people or something? Didn't they use people for experimenting? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. 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 And I, I remember seeing on the television where they were just, um, I think they were told to turn their backs on it when mm, it went off. Mm, mm. And all they were wearing was shirts and shorts. Shirts and shorts. But my brother was in, I've mentioned this before, at Montebello where the British were letting off atomic bombs and he died of radiation poisoning in when he was 79, mm. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And he was, he was about 18 or 19 when he was up there, so it was another 60 years before yeah. the radiation yeah. just got him. The Americans were testing in New Mexico and, and what they thought were, you know, just empty desert space. Mm. But the, the dirty wind... Carried it all across. over to Hollywood. That happened here in Australia too because the winds go across the country and the, 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 the west stuff, to was, east. stuff was going across towards Sydney and, and the, the, the dust clouds were going that way. They weren't going to West Australia. They were going the other way. What mm. was the film that John Wayne filmed in New Mexico where all the cast and crew died of radiation or varying... Rates of radiation poisoning. I don't know because it I'm was, not. A, I was never a John Wayne fan, so I, I'm not a fan. But it's sorry. Was this in the film or in real? No, life? in real life. Wow. They they didn't know they were on the testing grounds. Oh, and the film mm. crew copped it. Wow. Well, Wayne himself was probably one of the last ones to die. Oh, mm. so See, it's, it's we're resi- playing with toys that we don't understand. It's the residual radiation that sits there for. Th- Hundreds of thousands of well, years. Well, yeah, they call it a half life. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand. Half of the radiation mm. poison mm. takes mm. tens of thousands of years. Yeah, and I, I, I actually don't want to ever see um, nuclear power stations built in Australia. No, I'm well, sorry. they're they're wiping them out. They're turning them off. They're turning in them Europe. off in Europe, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. but because they have a tendency to go bang. Yes, well, they do. So, well, if you're in a, well, they've got them in. Indonesia, for instance, and Indonesia is a is a volcanic country, mm. uh, subject to earthquakes and God knows what. Like Japan is, it's on the rim. Well, they've got of nuclear reactors in California. Yeah, it's it's just, it just it just just don't think about what's likely to happen. But one day we'll have nuclear fission. Well, we have. I, I, what we have a rod and a hook. Well, you might as well go fishing because it's going to take that long. Yeah, but, and two-headed um, fish. A three-eyed fish, like Three. on The Simpsons. Oh, I, I, Thank you, yes. And they glow green in the dark? Oh, no, the whole city does. <laughs> oh. But the, fusion is a different sort of thing to it. Fusion is what we've got now. Is it? And that, What's the other one that they look working Well, fission on? is fission. how the sun works. That's right. And it doesn't yeah. have radioactive, radioactive waste. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very hard. Well, no. it, we haven't yet succeeded in so getting it to work. It. But I still think that the um, we've got, we're talking about the sun, we've got plenty of it here in Australia. Why we don't have great big farms of... of um, well, we, they're starting farms. to build them, the solar farms. They're starting to build them, and they're getting more and more. And it, it's going to be cheaper by the time they finish it because it's now working out cheaper to build these solar farms than it is to build um, coal-fired power stations. Yeah, well, what Apple and America are doing um, when they want to build a server farm, which is where your cloud actually resides, yeah. they have a solar farm next to it. Yeah, right. And they're generating four and 500 megawatts of power to keep these machines going. Yeah. 
And that's about the same amount of power as your Lawn W power station generates. Put out. Mm-hmm. And it's free from the sun. Mm. Free. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to come. It, it will come, that's for sure. Don't hold your breath until something is done here about it. Yeah, mm. we think we're getting smarter each generation comes by. But uh, we look back and despair at what our leaders did 100 years ago in the wars that were Mm -hmm. conducted at that time. And we think, how primitive were they? How stupid were they? Weren't the efforts of our soldiers Go back to World War I for that one. Well, yes. I mean, (laughs) let's have a battle on this lovely big open field area. It might be a little bit boggy around, but it don't. Don't let that worry you. And, and you can just sail through that and come out the other side. It won't take you very long. But they didn't. And, and we'll have no casualties whatsoever. Wrong, 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 wrong. Yes. We're that. talking about how many? We're talking about 95,000 British or Australian men that were, were sacrificed. Basically sacrificed for in the stupidity. In this mudfield that was called Passchendaele. Passchendaele. Yeah, it was actually a mudfield because it was a, only a drained swamp. Yeah, where they were going to fight, and they didn't realise it was a drain swamp. So that they, as soon as it started to rain, it just turned into the swamp, and a lot of the soldiers actually drowned rather than be shot. And you know, when they fell over, they drowned in the in the water. Yeah, and and the the advantage that they thought they'd get by having a battle there was not to advance the troops forward, because. No one did advance forward. They lost all these men mm. and maybe 10 metres. Yep. It was just futile. Just futile, futile. And, but now we've got these magic weapons of the 21st century and well, now we wouldn't co- want to let them off as well because they're futile also. Of eh? course, now it's all going to be by remote control, of course, because you've got all these, um, what are they called, drones that fly over that can carry bombs and do yeah. all sorts of weird oh, things. Oh, well, you that's know? good because then that you you can use ordinary humans. Yeah, you can just sacrifice the, the, no, the no, people no. that are under, down, down the oh, bottom yeah. whether they're not fighting or not. You know. The civilians. Civilians who get sacrificed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the military are out of way, harm's way. But that would mean that they could be not in uniform. They could all almost be anybody uh, in the armed forces. Perhaps you could even uh, use LGBTIQ people. Not transgender, though, because Donald says no. Have we made swamps (laughs) obsolete? Why? By using drones and everything. Yeah. See, they had their swamp back then. Yeah. Mr. Trump refers to Washington, D.C. as the, the swamp. swamp. Yes, that's right. the Yet swamp. Mr. Draining Disney bought swampland in Florida and made a killing. Yeah. <laughs> he did. So swamps did. ain't swamps. Let's hear from another birthday girl, Jerry Halliwell. 6th of August, 1972. She's one of the original Spice Girls. Is but she going to tell us what she wants, what she really, really wants? No. God, they were annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but... Born in 72, so she's no young... There we go again. Look, no woman is safe around here. No. Which is an odd thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) They're very safe around here because we're a gay station. G-A-Y. G-A-Y is what you're going to hear. Good as you, here on Joy.
find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Almost time for us to go, but we've got a couple of little topics to finish off with. We've been talking about the fairy stories of politicians. <laughs> they, they're something to dream about when you go to bed, aren't they? Or have nightmares. Or nightmares, or whatever. Uh, but someone who's having a birthday round about this time is a Danish gentleman by the name of Hans Christian Andersen. 4th of August, 1875. He was born. No, he wasn't. He died. He he died, sorry. (laughs) He was born much earlier than that, back in 1805. So he was well and truly before television. He was well and truly before comics. Mm -hmm. He was probably at the same time as little books came out because people couldn't afford big books, but he was a writer of fairy stories. I don't know about being fairies. You always think of fairies as being light and bright and sort of flitting around, you know, but his stories were pretty dark. Well, all fairy stories or or fairy tales should have is a moral to the story, Mm, mm. but his were uh, twisted at the end. Rather than all light and glamour, uh, yes, like the uh, the fox eats grandma in the forest sort of thing. Yes, the, wolf, the wolf eats grandma. <laughs> yes, yes, or, or chases chases the little red, little red riding hood down the traffic of the path or something. Rather, what big teeth you have, grandma? Yes, what big teeth? Yes. All the better to reach your world. What yeah, a hairy back you have, but grandma. But his his little mermaid was a was a tale about somebody giving up everything. To marry her prince, she had a tail cut off and all the rest of it, so that she could marry the prince. But the, it didn't happen. That's just... right. She, the the Little Mermaid made a bargain with the sea witch, and suffers having her tongue cut out, and her tail to be lost, all for the love of a prince. Inevitably, he completely fails to recognise the enormity of her sacrifice. Mm. So, Did any of that get into the Disney film? Well, probably not. I think it would be too dark and dismal for the children. Isn't it interesting, though? But, you know, that was a a reworking of don't expect too much out of life. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or the proverbial is, is, uh, uh, what did uh, Mr. Abbott say? Shit happens. Mm. Uh, Doo-doo occurs. Doo-doo occurs. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Uh, But there's also don't change for someone else. Just be yourself. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, so nice. we can we can reinterpret this 200-year-old story of the Little Mermaid to suit current times, current events. Mm. But Hans Christian Andersen himself, um, he seemed to be a person who enjoyed his own childhood or didn't develop into what you would call a fully-blown adult with all the worries on his shoulders that adults normally adopt. Mm. At some stage they thought he was gay and at other times they just thought he was celibate. Yes. But um, we probably would go for the gay bit, I think. Well, yeah. He wasn't what you call a pretty man, according to the drawings I've seen of him. He was a little bit rugged in the facial department, almost ugly. Now, you say he wasn't a very nice-looking man, according to the drawings you've seen. Maybe he was just a bad artist. Oh. <laughs> well spoken, Lance. Yes, but it, it, it probably probably that they wouldn't have won the Hutchibald Prize. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, but but he 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 was not a particularly um, good looking person. That's for sure. Because most you think of Danes as being tall, blonde, and beautiful, but he was sort of dark haired and and quite dark. Yeah. 
Didn't Judy in The Wizard of Oz, what were the colour of the shoes? Red. I wonder, red. wonder where though that sort of concept arose. I wouldn't know. Was it one of Hans Christian Andersen's stories well, about the red shoes? Of he course, did. The, he wrote the red shoes. Vanity is the sin of the anti-heroine, uh, vindictively named Karen after Andersen's loathed half sister. <laughs> he got back at her, and, which was made into a uh, an acclaimed film in 1984. Karen's sin of going to church in bright red shoes and failing to care for her grandmother is punished by her being forced to dance unceasingly Mm. forever. Rest only comes, and here's the crunch, when her feet are cut off with an axe. Mm. Mm. Maybe he just couldn't tell a happy ending. Maybe he didn't know how to do that. (laughs) I'll I'll fix this story. We'll chop her feet off. But, of course, Uh, they made the ballet movie of the Red Shoes of Two. They they turned it into a ballet where she couldn't, she had to dance, she had to dance. And and it was, yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, strange that that people can have this warped view of telling a tale, mm. but once again, there is there's a moral to that story, but I'm not sure exactly what it is. Mm. Mm. But I don't think I don't think Dorothy's ruby red slippers had anything to do with that. No, no, because I don't think Dorothy actually danced. Did she? She, she skipped. She skipped a lot down the yellow brick road. <laughs> yes, she skipped. The other things danced. Other people danced in the movie, but but Dorothy mm. just sang. <laughs> I planned some spuds on the weekend. Did you? And uh, yes, I hope that during this week we'll just get a little bit of of dampness for the soil. Depends where you're living. Yes, and they will sprout out lots of greeneries Mm. and then the flowers will come and the bees will buzz and hopefully that will make lots of little baby taties underground. Oh, the taties will already be coming underground if if the plants are growing. Oh, does, yeah. They don't need to be pollinated to be. Don't no, they? no, no, no. They'll now, just grow. What sort of potatoes are you growing? Are we doing chips or mashed or maybe tater tots? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Tater tots. Well, where did you they? plant them? Because, well, tater tots, I think we call potato gems here. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Or McDonald's sell them. They call them. Hash browns. Min, no, mini hash browns. They're literally mm. potato gems. Mm. But they think they've invented them. Oh, no. No. Well, I, they were. Uh, I put in a couple of sweet potatoes. Oh, yum. Yum. So sweet potato pie. Ever. Yes. And ordinary or, or little white ones and little America, red ones. You have your candied yams, which are sweet potato with cinnamon and honey. And, oh, it's good. Great for diabetics. Yeah, well, that's why you have Thanksgiving once a year. <laughs> and that's why you use sweet <laughs> yeah, potatoes. Only once a year. Well, see, the, yeah, the sweet potatoes themselves are low GI. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have to add it to them. Yeah, yeah, the sugar. <laughs> um, thank you very much. It's time for us to depart mm. this year, place. We'll be back next week. We uh, will have a bit more to tell you about things from history yes. that affect us. To be honest, we haven't got a clue what we're going to talk about at this point. No. But that's the point of coming back next week. Yeah. Oh, and right. the political situation might have changed completely. Oh, we might be all gone. We might be all gone. We might have the resolution of our new constitution sorted. Oh, I don't think so. I think you're now going with Hans Christian Andersen there somewhere. A bit of a fairy tale. A complete fairy tale. You'll be promising free ice cream next. Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) Thanks for being with us. Cheerio for now now from Gordon, Gordon, Phil, Lance and Chris. Bye. 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 
This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. A diverse sound for a diverse crowd. Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.